Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now for our story. Yesterday, in the chambers of Judge Willoughby at the county seat in Stanton, the case of Meade versus Meade had ended in a solemn judgment, divorce granted. Bill Meade's heart had leapt when he heard those two words, which represented the final step in the long, unhappy road he and Kid had followed since the realization that their marriage had been a failure. But he'd had a great disappointment, too, for the baby boy he believed to be his son had been given into Kip's custody. When he returned home, he'd been visited by Nicholas Dorn, the young writer, to whom Peggy Douglas had been engaged for some months. Nicholas had encouraged Bill in his intention to see Peggy at once, because Nicholas believed and feared that she still loved Bill. Bill had agreed to see Peggy that same night, but the meeting had been delayed. Unbeknown to Nicholas, Bill has just arrived at the Lane Farm while Nicholas is in his room at the Brown Palace thinking about the meeting between Bill and Peggy, which he believed to have taken place last night. Nicholas hadn't heard from Bill, but wondered what it meant. Finally, in desperation, he telephones Peggy. Hello? Hello, Peggy. Oh, Nicholas, how are you? I'm all right, I guess. How about you? Oh, I'm just fine, thanks, Nicholas. You are? Why, yes. You sound so surprised, didn't I be? Oh, sure, I just... Anything new and exciting happened around there recently? No, nothing special. Oh. Nicholas, what's on your mind? On my mind? Nothing, what makes you ask? Well, you sound so odd. Maybe you've forgotten Maybe I sound like someone you used to know a long time ago. So many things that happened to you probably since the last time I saw you. But Nicholas, what on earth do you mean? What could have happened? Oh, lots of things. For instance, last night. What about last night? Oh, I don't know. That's what I wanted you to tell me. On second thought, though, I'm rather hurt in person. Look, uh, may I come out there tonight? Might as well get this over with. I don't know what you're babbling about. But as for tonight, Nick, I'm sorry. You see, Bill's here for dinner. Aunt Mary invited him. 
Tonight? Again? Why do you say again, Nick? Bill hasn't been here for days. You mean he... He wasn't there last night? Why, no. Then you haven't... I mean, he hasn't... Uh, Nicholas, you aren't making sense. No, I'm sure I'm not. Well, I'll call you tomorrow, Peggy. I survive. What's that? I didn't hear... Uh, nothing, Peggy, honey. Nothing at all. Bye. Bye, Nicholas. So that's it. So it didn't go last night. He's out there now. I've got to go through another night of waiting. Well, I can't do it in this place. These four walls are driving me batty. A few minutes later, Nicholas entered the cocktail lounge, which opened off the lobby downstairs, went up to the bar, and ordered a drink. Now a young woman on the stool next to him looks up with a rather cynical expression to say, Greetings, Mr. Dillon. Oh, Mrs. Mead. You here again? If you're implying I spend half my life in here, you're wrong. I haven't been here since the last time we met. You don't say. But I have an excellent reason for coming in tonight. It's a celebration in a grim sort of way. Celebration? Of course. You should know that this is an occasion calling for maintenance. Sorry, but I'm not up on local gossip. Oh, don't try to pretend you don't know what happened yesterday. After all the emotional handsprings you've been turning lately. You know very well Bill and I got our divorce yesterday. I'm drinking a toast to the fact that I'm a free woman. Congratulations. <laughs> My, you say that with such favor. But then I could hardly expect you to mean it. Mm. In spite of your chumminess with Bill, I doubt if you're really glad he's free. You can't quite make the grade, can you? I don't know what you mean. Oh, look, stop bluffing. You're bothered, and I know it. Do you? Certainly. You're brooding about what effect the divorce will have on your engagement to Peggy Baker. Well, you're quite right to worry about it, as I told you a long time ago. All right. So, I'm worried. Yes. And it's on your own head, too. You had to be the noble, self-sacrificing Galahad, waiting around for Bill to get his freedom so little Peggy Douglas could make up her mind which you she really wants. Well, now you see what nobility gets you. And where? At least, Mrs. Mead, I know where you hope it will get me. Miss Calvert to you. When I do things, I do them all over. Miss Calvert, then. Well, I'll say this for you. You did keep your word. Now, recall that you said you were going through with divorce. Yes, I did tell you I would. You see, I'm a woman of honor. That I doubt. Well, you must have had reasons all your own for deciding on the divorce. Suppose I had. The fact is, it's over and done with now. We can all pretend it never happened and start over. I wonder if we can. Mr. Bourne, you took my advice before once. And now I'm going to give you another jewel. Well, that's awfully right of you, but no thanks. I think I can muddle along somehow without your advice. No, 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 I insist. Mr. Bourne, if you have any sense at all, clear out fast. Go back to Hollywood. Forget this little interlude in which you. Oh? Hey. That's what I'm going to do. You're going to Hollywood? No, I don't know where I'm going exactly. But I'm on my way. And soon. What about your child? Oh, naturally. I'll take the baby with me. I see. And suppose Bill reopened the case, tried to get the child. No, he'd be crazy to do anything like that. The child was awarded to me, and that's all there is to it. Bill lost. He couldn't possibly take that baby away from me now. 
sure about that, aren't you? Positive. Why? I'm interested. I've got to get all the facts straight so I can plan things accordingly. If a positive girl can't get custody of the baby, makes a big difference to me. Well, you can take my word for it. A child's mine, and when I leave Wakefield, he'll go with me, in spite of what my father or anyone else says. What's the matter? Doesn't your father want you to leave? Well, he's not shedding any tears about my going. It's the baby he wants to hang on to. But it won't work. So if that's what worries you, you can relax. I'm leaving. The baby comes with me. And that leaves Peggy and Bill free to move into their dream cottage. Miss Calvert, you sound pretty bitter for a gal who's celebrating her freedom. Do I? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I am. You see, Mr. Bowen, I don't pretend to be the noble, self-sacrificing type. I don't hope Peggy and Bill will live happily ever after. Why should I? What difference does it make to you what they do from here in? Look, I've been hurt. Why should everybody else come out on top? I'm no hypocrite. I suppose you think I am? No, not exactly. I simply think you've been taken in by all that do unto others, turn the other cheek chatter that Aunt Mary gives us. But you haven't, have you? Of course not. This is a cutthroat world. You have to look out for yourself. Nobody else is going to protect you. Perhaps. I should think you'd wake up, Dawn. You worried about what happened to the other fellow once, and what did it get you? You lost the girl, came out with exactly nothing. Even so, I can still live with myself. Besides, maybe I haven't lost the girl. You don't really think there's any doubt, do you? I don't know. There's a faint possibility. What an optimist. Besides, suppose I had tried to rush Peggy into marrying me. You said yourself it'd be crazy to marry someone who didn't love you. Yes, I did. It's just that it irritates me, your being so righteous about the whole thing. Why don't you show a little spirit, a little strength of character? Perhaps you confuse being decent with liking character. Yeah. All I know is you ask for what you're getting. And personally, I'm going to enjoy watching you when you have to take your medicine like a little man. <laughs> oh, I'm really going to enjoy it. Chip's vindictive laugh still rang in Nicholas Dorn's ears as he went upstairs back to his room. It was 7 o'clock now. Dinner was probably over at the lane. Peggy and Bill would be... No, Nicholas said to himself, I won't think about it. I'll forget about it until I know what's happened. But he knew he wouldn't be able to forget. Knew that his whole future life hung in the balance tonight when Bill Meade talked to Peggy. <laughs> 